This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. Welcome to Modern Geek Podcast number 52, recorded July 29th, 2012. I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek. Number 52. Yeah, I'm telling you, getting right up there, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not quite there yet, though. We're not, we're not at a year yet. Uh, we're working on it. We'll go way beyond that. <laughs> this is just too much fun. Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, did you see in the, in the, the news there that uh, Sparrow got bought by Google? I did not. How, do you, okay, so you, Sparrow is, is like a pretty popular uh, OS ten mail client, right? Uh, iOS. iOS, actually. right. Well, actually, and OS ten, I believe, I think. Um, but it was kind of notable for being the, the first kind of real proper competitor to the mail app on, on iOS. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, and uh, I think we had talked about it a while back, or at least I, uh, I took a quick look at it i still wound up using the normal mail app but it was nice to know that there was something out there competing and now google's bought them and they've stated we're not developing it anymore funny that yeah which though makes me think that maybe they're going to work on a gmail app or something like that but i don't know I think this looks like one of those ones where we bought the talent and we really don't care what they made. Interesting. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Android's going to get a better mail app. <laughs> that is what will happen. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which would be a good thing, you know? Yeah, it, it is kind of disheartening, though, to see that, you know, they're like, well, we'll, we'll make patches and fixes, but we're not, we're, not, we're not working on this project anymore. You know, yes and no. I feel like there's always, I, first of all, I agree. I mean, but I also think that there's probably a limited lifespan for a, a true replacement app because Apple has always been, and this is not a good thing, Apple has always been kind of, uh, has has placed themselves in the way of anybody looking to improve upon the, the existing major apps. Right, but... Yeah, and I guess with with iOS six coming along, they are improving the mail app quite a bit. So, they're for this one in particular that that would make sense. But then that would also be like saying, well, you know, you should really never need anything but Safari. Well, and you know, the thing is, I I agree that that it would be better if they didn't do that. Uh, but but they do. I mean, I remember early on in the damn uh, App Store. They literally would ban any apps that were direct replacements for the stock apps. Yeah, it took a couple of years for podcasting apps to start coming up because they're like, well, we have podcasts and I don't care that it does downloads. It's duplicating functionality, I believe, is the, yeah. the term that they used. So sorry, it, it, it has a feature that already exists on our, our interface, whether or not it's done the same way. So we're, we're going to turn it down. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they've grown a little from that, but still, I, I feel like, especially when it really is a direct competitor, it's not like with podcasts where I it was crazy. You know, it's like you have the word podcast in iTunes, you know, <laughs> and this, this is a full featured app that does other things with podcasts far beyond what iTunes does. Uh, you know, Sparrow, from what I understand, is pretty much it's a replacement. It's meant to be like the mail app, but better, you know, in certain ways, different in certain ways. It's like a complete replacement solution. And, and, and it did seem to work really, really well. Um, it didn't work in the, in the workflow that I used. So, right, right. and, and that's been my biggest, uh, objection. And again, this is Apple's fault, not the developers. Uh, my biggest objection to like Chrome, for example, is that they just prevent you from they prevent apple prevents chrome from uh, google from integrating chrome effectively into the os so that it can do what it needs to do if they provided hooks for that stuff and let you uh open for example links in uh you know in email in whatever you like easily and uh and that sort of thing man uh it would be a replacement right now yeah, and well, and, and to follow up on that, I have been using Chrome as my primary mobile browser at this point now, and the very few times that I come across actually clicking on links in emails right. that open up the Safari browser, um, I've got a quick little shortcut there. So, like, you know, there's the, um, the bookmarks button at the uh-huh, bottom of the uh-huh. browser. Bookmarks, open in Chrome, and it, and it just reloads it in Chrome. Uh, it's a little JavaScript... Uh, uh, bookmark you can get uh if you google google how to do it and you don't have to jailbreak um and it it seems to work um pretty well and i found that i don't click on i'm I'm not using the browser outside of directly accessing it enough that i really notice the difference right and and but i guess what i'm saying is with mail i feel like i could see if if maybe this was kind of an uphill battle anyway yeah, and if I would think that in the overall scheme of end user experience, if they were to redirect, for example, those people to working on a very high quality uh, email application for Android, that would probably benefit the public more at this point <laughs> than a replacement right. app for one that's already pretty decent, and they're probably going to get in the way of you anyway, even if they don't. As crappy as that is. Uh, yeah, and, and to be honest, I think what what will take Apple to to open it up is enough time and enough build of the market share to get an antitrust lawsuit on them, and then yeah. they'll start opening this up. It's sad, but it's you know, I mean, that, work though it's the way of the world. You're absolutely right. It worked for Microsoft, and they learned to work around it, and it um, has ultimately made the uh, the the Windows platform a lot better. Even though they're now trying to relock it back down uh, with Windows eight. Um, <laughs> Did Actually, you did you hear all all those developers that are like saying, "Oh yeah, Windows Eight is the end of PC gaming"? Well, I guess you're going to game on. Uh, I don't know Windows Seven. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Um, yeah. XP. <laughs> you're, I was going to say, what are you going to game on? Because holy crap, you know. I mean, actually, um, I think it was Gabe Newell that actually said, "You know what? Screw it. We're going to port Steam to Linux." <laughs> make life easier wouldn't it it's like wow all right sure yeah if you guys want to do that that's great um i'll use it i don't think <laughs> i don't know if you, how many uh developers you're going to get away from using the uh from that using that direct sdk but you know good on you right <laughs> good luck no i yeah well i hope uh like i said in the end increased development across the board good thing um 
I, it's funny to me that the last time the major, there was an issue like this, it was windows not allowing other browsers or making it difficult to use other browsers. And, uh, <laughs> it's exactly what Apple is doing on the iPhone now. And, uh, you know, up until Chrome, there was kind of some, you could kind of see where they were coming from because, uh, a lot of the third party browsers were really crappy. But, oh, the uh, iOS ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you yeah. had some very specific purpose that they did, you, you just steered clear of them. And then along comes Chrome, and it's a better browser, and you're like, well, here we go, you know, and they definitely have the uh, funding to push through. But I've, I've really liked that. Um, I, I, I like the um, uh, opening tabs from other devices in, oh, in yeah. a new tab. That is I've cool. been using that. Just like, you know, been looking up articles on the iPad, leaving them open as tabs. And then when I'm at my desktop, opening that same tab up. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. It is cool. It's a cool feature. I, I'm oh, a yeah. fan. Hey, I discovered another cool feature this week in one of the existing apps. Uh, iOS Oh, apps. On, on the iPhone? Yes. And this is really funny. For the longest time, uh, uh, Audra and I used Zenbee List. Uh, yes, as did I. Yeah, Zenby lists for groceries. It was it was really cool. You had a little list app that was reasonable and uh, allowed you to share the list, which was nice. So, yep. like for example, when I added you know when I added almond milk to the list, it showed up on her list. So whichever one of us happened to go to the store, you could tell what needed to be brought home. So how's that working out for you lately? Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah. As you well know, uh, Zenby took a big dump and died uh, an ugly death, which they've done a couple of times, I understand. Having done a little research, they disappeared for a month at a time and came back, and we just got lucky and didn't really notice. And then along came this last one, and the website died, and the service died, and nobody said a word. They just went silently into the night like happens from time to time with small developers. Which sucked. So at that point, I started looking around for a replacement. I'm thinking, surely there must be others because lots of people want this, you know? Yep. And I discovered that there really weren't that many. There were a couple, and I, I won't go through the whole list. If you care, uh, ask, and I'll, I'll be happy to tell you who, whoever you are listening. But um, things like, you know, there were there was one that integrated into Google's, uh, the, the, the test list that are sort of half-ass added on to google calendar oh and it, yeah and and it actually was a really cool app in that the app was very functional and did a really good job and allowed yep. you to do a lot of things with like prioritize things and set due dates and all kinds of neat stuff but and have multiple lists all the things you want and theoretically it would sync through google in hindsight, though, BS, okay? It doesn't really sync through Google. If it does, first of all, it's a pain in the ass. Second of all, if it does sync through Google, it loses 90% of the stuff that you create in it, so it's just really simple. And in the end, you can't even share them without going through a, a nightmarish thing to try to share calendars and then have it hook up through Google Calendar. So it was mm. a big joke and, and went right away <laughs> yeah. uh, down the toilet. Uh, I, I actually spent a buck or two on a number of these to find out which one worked. There was another one that, that looked pretty nice, actually. The app looked pretty good and was reasonably functional, and it did allow you to share, but it was only through their service, and I decided never again. Yeah, it's that, and I mean, that's the problem with third-party services, Yeah, is that you're really relying and hoping that these, these Web 2.0 companies don't bubble on you and... Or you know, just disappear. burst, period. Yeah, which happens all the time. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you can't blame them. It happens. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going down that road again. I'm not going to get my whole household working on this thing again and have you disappear two weeks later. Yeah. So I, I, I'm back to square one and I start looking again. And then I found uh, another one that looked really uh, pretty, pretty sweet, actually, which was uh, uh, called Asana, which is a system that is really meant for enterprise use, but offers a very functional free account. Right. So you get like up to 30 lists, which is 30 people on a list, an unlimited list, which is a lot, you know. So unless you have an organization bigger than 30 people, you don't have to pay for it. Real nice. That's good. Yeah. Uh, online, it is extremely functional and cool. It lets you share and and you can assign things to people and you can unassign things to people and yourself. And it's really cool for like organizational management, which is awesome. And in fact, uh, we're now using it somewhat internally for GWC because it's really nice to be able to keep track of some of the dumb projects you got going on uh, <laughs> and be able to see who's doing what and supposed to be winning who dropped the ball because let's face it, this is not our full-time job. Yep. So it's going to, we're going to drop the ball every now and then. And when we do, uh, someone else can pick it up. It's really nice. Uh, the iOS app on the other hand sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. Thoroughly bad, and there was a period, the final like nail in the coffin for the grocery list for me. Now I'm still fine using it for GWC because what the hell, you know, it doesn't matter if you I use can't it get, on the desktop, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If I can't get yeah. to it on my phone once, whatever, you know, uh, I'll just use my desktop. But on the other hand, for the groceries, I had a period of about three days where all the lists showed up empty. You know, see, and that's bad, especially because if you're using it on. If for groceries, yeah. it's almost exclusively mobile. So here I am at the grocery store, and I can't see the list. I'm You're like, owned. Yeah, and I'm like, that was the last day I used it for, for groceries. I'm like, you are out of here. Now it's impacting my daily life. <laughs> yeah, now it sucks. You know, I, I that's not going to work for me. Great for, like I said, for GWC, especially since it's free. I can't complain. But uh, for groceries, not going to happen. Totally worthless. So at this point, I start going back to square one again and Googling around going, oh, come on, somebody's found one. And then it occurred to me, why is there no app for this when so many people want it? The most common answer for that is there actually is one and you just haven't found it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've been a little too smart for your own good. <laughs> yeah. And then I really started narrowing down with some kind of creative Google searches and I discovered that they that Apple quietly added support for shared lists in the built-in reminders app a little while back. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it is not, as far as I'm concerned, it's an unadvertised feature. I know some people may argue with that and may say, oh, yeah, but, you know, they announced it in the bottom of, you know, a readme file or something. I, I don't know, in the bottom of a lock filing cabinet buried in the back, you know, out, out back of one Cupertino. But only if you, you know. install Xcode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently... Uh, so here's the trick. Okay, I'll just I'll just cut to the chase. All right. Uh, if you haven't used the Reminders app, it's really cool. It, it does geofencing ever since iOS 5, right? It does geofencing. It does uh, – um, you can have it remind you in places, at times. It's It has total Siri integration. You can say, Siri, remind me to, uh, you know, spank the monkey. And when I get home <laughs> and when you get home, it'll pop up and say, remember to spank the monkey, you know? Uh-huh. I, I'm not kidding. It's It's really yeah. cool. Uh, here's the trick to enable sharing. It only works through iCloud, which again, not a problem for us because we're, uh, we're all on iCloud anyway. Um, 
so that was cool. I obviously this is a proprietary service, but if iCloud goes down, I got other big issues. I'm already singing calendars through iCloud, which I'm very pleased with. So I figure I can rely on that at least for the near future, next couple of years, right? Yep. Uh, they'll probably let me know if it's going to stop working uh, endlessly. Everything can fail from time to time. It hasn't so far yet, though. Right. The trick is, though, that you, you create your lists on the mobile device. It's very difficult to create them in iCal. They are actually, you can't actually expose the tasks in iCal, but it's fugly. You don't want to. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> right. But uh, you can create tests on the website as well, the iCloud.com website. I haven't really played with that at all. Yeah, I did just a little bit. It's actually kind of cool. I mean, you can see your calendars and everything. And if you're syncing all your calendars through iCal, it looks just like your devices, which is nice. Um, But, yeah, you can go there. and, And then in the sidebar on calendars, you can create lists. It's easy to create them on the phone. Uh, to create task lists on the phone, you just click in the little three lines in the upper right corner when you're looking at any list. You click mm-hmm. edit, and uh, then you click create new list to add a new list. And you can delete others by swiping in the standard format, and you can reorganize them by dragging the three lines next to each one. So the org- order in which you put the lists in that list uh, is the order in which you'll flip through them side-scrolling. When you look at them in the app, right, which is important, you know, because you probably want them in a. I did. I wanted them in a certain order. Now comes the fun part. Log into iCloud.com. Click on calendar. Click the share icon. You know the little like RSS looking thing, like on calendars next to the list that you want to share. Uh, reminders are in the left column uh, under your calendars. Calendars are in the top. Reminder lists are on the bottom. Okay. And you enter the iCloud address of the person you want to share with. Like in my case, it was Audra. And then you can select either view only or view and edit. I selected view and edit. That makes sense. And then the recipient receives an email like uh, Audra got an email that says, hey, Chuck wants to share a grocery list with you. And you click on it. You log in if you're not logged in already. And bam, you're done. From that point on, on all your devices, you have a list that's grocery list, just like mine. And when you add something to it, it pushes in real time like calendar. So, like, if you add something, like, five seconds later, it appears on my list. If you check something off, it disappears from my list. It's uh, it's actually more accurate and better than even, like, Zenbee was when it worked because you had to sync all the time with Zenbee or you could cross pass, you know? Right. You don't have That's- that... P- pretty simple actually i know it's not as bad it's just you would have huh. to read that i mean you would never figure that out just oh hey look you know uh yeah that's one of those things yeah <laughs> wow I'm, i i followed you along as you were doing that and it's like this this is pretty straightforward it is and uh we found that for household stuff i mean it's not going to really work for detailed business stuff because you you can't really create due dates and you can't really assign things or do any of the stuff that you would want to do but with for more. a grocery list. I mean, or come even on. like craft and fix <laughs> around the house, you know, like you saw something broken, put it on the list, you know, now, yeah. Hey, I got a few minutes. It's Sunday. I want to fix some crap. What, what needs fixed? You know, that kind of stuff. It's awesome. This is cool. This is really cool. I know it was like a huge plus for us, like a whole bunch of things that were really freaking annoying for us just went away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm a big fan. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, some other fun tips. Uh, if okay. you didn't know this already, uh, if you have access to Siri, you can uh, tell Siri, add milk to my grocery list. Oh, 
okay, now that's cool. <laughs> and if you have a list... It was cool before, but now... Holy crap, really? Don't call your list groceries or it won't sound right. you got to name your list grocery. But right. You, but if you do that, because you can then say, you know, essentially, Siri, add insert thing here to my insert name of list here list. Now, that with Siri, that <laughs> replaces clear. It's cool. I'm telling you. I'm well. I mean, nothing is cooler than clear for like. I have ten things I got to do right now. What are they? Okay, check them off. Right. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm still using those for like packing lists. Yes. And, uh, I use it for packing lists too. Isn't that awesome? And uh, I don't have Siri, so for groceries, it's just amazingly fast to enter stuff in on the iPhone. But geez, if you have Siri, holy crap! <laughs> I'm telling you, it's kind of it's, wow. and it's it's kind of it's kind of like one of those fun uh, flying car moments too, when you can be like Siri, add milk to my grocery list, and it's like, you know, bang, it does it. You're like, that's cool, okay. And yeah, see, see, there you go. The, you, you, you know all those future movies where they have like big computer displays on the fridge and stuff. Yeah, it won't that. be that. It'll just be a single button that just says Siri. <laughs> you it just is. press it. And goes, Siri, do some do some crap. Yeah, I need to get milk. You know, it, now of course Siri is just crap at like figuring out context or things. So if you right, don't yeah. if you don't say it very clear, and if you have like complex names or anything, come on, I ain't gonna get it. But. Well, milk, I mean, you, you got to learn how it recognizes things. Like right. when when I do voice dictation for stuff on on the iPad, which is effectively the Siri engine, you know, you 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 learn how to speak to it. It's the same as like um, when you're doing a Google search. You you eventually right, right. learn that Google Boolean language totally. that you got to search with. And once once you get it down, it, it works pretty cool. Uh, this I had no idea this existed. Hey, did you know you can do punctuation with Siri? Yes, period. Uh, I did know that uh, when I send, like, for example, an iMessage to you, comma, that it works best if you use all the punctuation, exclamation mark, smiley face. Totally cool. Yeah, I do that as well. <laughs> I, I just I just picked that up right away. I'm just like, I, I bet wonder. you don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Audra actually figured it out first for me and then was like, hey, check this out. But yeah, so Check this out exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. One, one, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty or, funny. It, it, uh, yeah, it, it sounds you sound like a complete idiot when you're doing it, but whatever. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, I, I I am I am actually completely happy with the functionality of this for a grocery list. Well, and you know what? I got to tell you, this is um, this is. Uh, boating well for the amount of integration that they've put into Mountain Lion with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, did a fresh install of Mountain Lion on my uh, desktop. Mini nice. I downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance to install yet. I was going to let my laptop guinea pig it. Ah, not, probably a good idea, yeah. Um, I did a fresh install, and to be honest, I haven't noticed any problems with any of the programs I've put back on it. And having that little icon up in the corner beside Spotlight that brings you that um, notification screen, like when you swipe down from the top of an iPad, Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was one of the features I was really... That and iMessage is working again. We're like really high on my list. Yeah, we were having a problem for a while between the, 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 uh, the, the signal problems I was having in my area and that messages beta stopping working properly. That was pretty annoying. Yeah, it was because we relied pretty heavily on iMessage. Yeah. And- However, the um, the Google Voice texting thing did did save us largely. It did. That was a great workaround because 
In case you're wondering, Juan being in uh, in the great land of Canada, uh, and me. Being, like, why didn't you just text him? <laughs> yeah, to quarter a pop. So we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that <laughs> we don't sort of do thing. that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're cheap bastards, and that's a lot of cash, because we send more than a couple of texts back and forth. Right. So the problem really was on my end, and I realized that you know I, I had a, a Google Voice account with a, like a Texas number on it Right. that does texting. So on the, uh, the app I found on iOS that works really well, um, as well uh, as, as the Messages app, is called a GV Mobile Plus. Oh, yeah, I've because seen about, that. Sure. Because about three bucks. Um, there's a couple things to know. If you're going to use it for texting and not for, like, Google Voice, you want to go into the options and set it up to, um, to open to the text screen. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't seem to refresh properly. Uh, okay. Uh, but it, once you do that, it just works. Like, when you open it up, it, comes, it brings you a list of messages, and, you know, it, it works really well. And on, on the Mac, I was using um, Growl Voice. Which is a little icon that sits up in the corner and, uh, you know, pops down little notifications when you have a text message and, uh, you know, you can reply to it and it actually works really well. Um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised with the, the limitation that we ran into that, that wasn't quite apparent from Chuck's end was um, it, uh, Google Voice doesn't support picture messages. Yes. So he would, be, he would be sending me, hey, look, at this is cool, huh? And I'm like, what, what are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> it took us. It's ironic. It took us like a couple of days to figure that out. I thought, wow, yeah, one's just really quiet about certain things. <laughs> well, I think it was when you were having problems with your stereo, and you were sending me pictures of like the layout and stuff. And he's like, opinion. I'm like, opinion on what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. That's when we're like, uh oh, wait a minute. There might be a disconnect here. Yeah. So it is nice to have iMessages working again, and uh, yeah. While I, I don't like to rely on that stuff because it really does lock you into to the the Apple ecosystem for the moment, it's it's still definitely the preferred method of doing the messages across the border. Well, we'll totally ditch it when something better comes along. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've said this a couple times before: is that when whenever the uh, the iPhone de, of the year comes out. And uh, and I'm I'm near ready to look for a new device. I am going to be looking at what the Android offering is at the time. Um, I don't know what I'll go with, but if sure. there's a real killer device, then it might be worth um, playing around with it at least. I I also do have a, a network credit, so I could uh, you know you know pop the sim back and forth between a couple devices, maybe. But uh, you know it, it it it's I. <sighs> I, I kind of go back and forth sometimes between let's integrate everything into this ecosystem and then also going, you know, okay, how do, how do I do this by myself if, like, these services suddenly lock me out one day? What a great way to, great way to look at things. I mean, because it's true. You got to really be vigilant about that sort of thing. Well, you know, if, if you have all of your contacts, all of your calendars, all of your mail in one place... Um. And that suddenly doesn't be is not no longer available. Then then what do you do? I mean, I I, I know that there's replacements available. It's it just takes a little bit of work to set them up. But I don't know. I, I I always like to make sure I'm never complacent with how this stuff works and always trying new things. Just so that way, if something happens, like a company gets bought up or their server suddenly shut down, <coughs> um, <laughs> then uh, then we're not screwed. 
I know I had lists on there that I'll never get back. Well, you know, for what it's worth, uh, I still had them on the mobile device. Oh, okay. Like they stayed on the mobile device. It just couldn't sync. So Audra and I both had the list that were in there, but eventually we decided that they were so old, you know? Right. We're just like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I had idealists and stuff in there that uh, I didn't have a local copy of because right. uh, I had had syncing problems with it so far back that I was just using the website. And it's like, well, okay, that stuff's gone. What do I do? Which is actually why I've always shied away from stuff like Evernote, even though I'm now starting to use it more and more. I'll still pop open, you know, text edit or notepad and, and write down some stuff and save it to a local hard drive that gets backed up because some stuff I do want to keep, uh, uh, you know, without relying on uh, the trust of, of an outside company. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. You know, I mean, that's it, too. I think, you you know, there's nothing wrong with using this stuff. I use Evernote primarily for uh, for things like collecting old web pages and crap that if I lost, it would probably be like if somebody cut the room that's full of junk in my house out and it disappeared, <laughs> I would be sad. But on the other hand, it would be a load lifted, too. You know, so, <laughs> well, don't have to deal with that crap anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I kind of look at it like that, too. It's like, yes, I keep all that stuff and. Yes, I like it all and everything, but if it went away, yeah, okay. Right. You know, and what the hell? <laughs> Plus, you can <laughs> you can uh, you can download and back some of it up to some extent. I just I, it's not important enough yet to need to. Really, mm-hmm. I keep like business notes in there that I'm only going to need for a short time. Like, you know, the kind of thing that you're going to use for a month or two, and then that client's going to be gone. And you don't. Yeah, really need it yeah. Anymore. For for some of the projects I've been working on for like the uh, like the GWC backup infrastructure and stuff like that, I'll make the notes, put them in Evernote because I can I can create those notes anywhere, like on the road where I'm like, oh, I have an idea for it, and then you know within a week I've put it into the program and it's in the it's in the uh, the development repository at that point, and then I don't yeah. care. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just delete the note and move on. Right. That's exactly how I feel about it. Like I put, I think one of the things that it's like reading Amazon reviews, you read the Amazon reviews and a lot of times you're like, okay, you're mad about something, but honestly it can never work that way. That just, it's never going to no, no product is going to work that way. So you're, you're just mad, you know? And, yeah. And then there are real ones too, but a lot of them are like that. And I kind of feel like this is that way in a bit. If you like assume that some cloud service will exist indefinitely and never let you down for any reason, you're setting yourself up for a big failure, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm like, okay, so what can I use this for? Well, I mean, I like to keep all this web crap and like, you know, pictures of uh, houses I like or crap. Like, it's nice, but what the hell? You know, if it went away, I'd be like, oh, okay. Right. Perfect use. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Maybe they'll do me a favor and go away at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that uh, that you know about ten years ago invested in in any any music from Microsoft, oh, well, yeah. pre Zune, uh, knows knows this lesson really well. It's like, oh, look at this DRM system that we're now shutting down, and bye, here, screwed. Whoops. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Why I never bought DRM music. Yeah, I have a very small remaining selection, like within a dozen songs, and I'm just tempted to buy them. to to buy them again and just be done with it. Can't you do the upgrade? Uh, some of them uh, they don't license them to do the upgrade. Ah, uh, okay. My and favorite. some of them are albums that aren't available on iTunes anymore, that kind of thing. Right. Got it. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, 
most of it is stuff I don't care about, to be honest with you. So you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. If I don't, if I don't have access to those, I'm, that's not really the end of the world. I got to admit, and this is totally bad, but I find myself sometimes, it was like when for a long time, uh, Gawker blogs didn't work properly with readability and I was using readability okay. and they literally had it set up where you got marketing crap when you tried to use readability. Yeah. So if I hit readability and I got that crap, I just stopped and didn't read the article. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know it's douchey, but I was just like, yeah, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to purposefully cut me off from a service because you can't get them to pay you or something, I'm just well, not going to read your stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, and as a side note, this is why I love using Chrome Yeah. because there are some sites that are like, we see that you're using an iPad. Please, um, please download our app and use it to view this article. Sorry. Like, Buy. And I'm like, okay, Switch. go up to the menu, request desktop version. <laughs> yeah. And it changes the header string and, and submits a it submits a different browser header That's and awesome. uh, loads the full page, which works really well. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, you got anything to add uh, wrapping up here? Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just if, if you've got a, if anybody has any stories of, uh, of of getting screwed from the cloud use, uh, <laughs> so let us know. By the cloud <laughs> without a reach around. <laughs> Pass them on. Yeah, we'll share them. It'll be fun, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll see you next week. From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.